Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 418 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today is a special episode for a number of reasons. I have Kevin Sayer back, and Kevin is the CEO of Dexcom. He's here to tell us about what's happening with Dexcom. He's given me as much information about the G7 as he possibly can, and some of it is very exciting. We talked a little bit about how Dexcom's doing and where they're headed. I asked him as many of your questions as we had time for. I only had Kevin for a half an hour today. He's been really busy, but I got in as many of your questions as I could, and I'm already making plans to have somebody from Dexcom come back on and answer the rest. At the end of this podcast episode, I'm going to give you two links. The first one is going to allow you to watch my blood sugar live online so you can see how a working pancreas functions. And I'll talk about that with Kevin inside of the episode. At the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a link where you can go see pictures and video of the new Dexcom G7. Right now, though, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If this is your first time listening, hit subscribe in your podcast player. Don't have a podcast player? Get one. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by the Omnipod Tubeless Insulin Pump. You can get a free, no-obligation demo of the Omnipod sent directly to your door right now by going to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. When you get there, you put in a tiny bit of information, and guess what? They'll send you an Omnipod right to your house. It's non-functioning, so you don't need to be scared of it, but you can wear it and see exactly what the process looks and feels like for you personally. And if you'd like to find out more about the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor, Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Dexcom is a longtime sponsor of the show. This ad is not just here because Kevin is on today. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. And let's just throw this in for good measure. Check out Touched by Type 1 at touchedbytype1.org. Absolutely fantastic type 1 diabetes organization. Okay, before we get started with Kevin... I recorded myself putting on a Dexcom G6 just a couple of hours ago, and there's a special guest with me helping me out. Okay, everybody. Hi, it's Scott. I'm going to put on a Dexcom G6 right now, actually. Where did I put the box? I see it. It's a Dexcom G6, but on the box it says, Hello Dexcom, which is a new opportunity from Dexcom for people to test drive the Dexcom. Kevin Sayer is going to be on the show in just a little bit to tell you more about it, but I have one right here. And also, if you're listening to this now, and it's December 10th, 2020, uh, let's see if it's between December 10th and December 20th, my blood sugar will be live at juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash CGM live. And I'm going to double check that to make sure I'm right about that. Yes. Juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash CGM live. When you go there, you will see my blood sugar in real time. And I'm going to be putting in the food that I'm eating. My goal here is to give you a reasonable look 
at what a functioning pancreas does so that you can have an idea of what it is you're shooting for as you're managing type one diabetes. All right, so nice little box. Looks like there's like a startup guide in there. You have to go to dexcom.com forward slash hello to activate it, it looks like. And here's a sensor. Oh, I'm banging into the microphone and a transmitter. Okay. Let's see. I know how to do this to somebody else, but I don't have a lot of experience doing it for myself. Wash and dry hands. I just got out of the shower. Peel off adhesive backing. Do not touch adhesive. Place applicator on skin. Fold and break off safety guard. Press button to insert sensor. Remove applicator from skin, leaving patch and holder on. I know how to do all that. Throw away applicator. Clean transmitter with alcohol wipe. Insert transmitter tab first. Snap into place. Rub around the patch three times. So far, I know what I'm doing. Um, and the rest is for after the sensor session ends. It's about how to get rid of it when you were done. Okay. Look into my startup guide. <clears throat> Guide's nice. It explains everything. Your smart devices shows you what the applicator is, shows you how well, it's interesting. It shows you how the transmitter Excuse me, it shows you how the sensor bed is inside the applicator, shows you what the transmitter is, how it works to your phone, choose app, receive, or both. If you have a Dexcom receiver, you can use the Hello Dexcom with it. Set up the app. It tells you how to set the app up. All right, I'm gonna put this on. I kinda wanna put this on my arm. I'm gonna try to get some help. Hold on one second, I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm gonna put this G6 on, but I'm gonna put it on the back of my arm, so I enlisted a little help. And somebody's here who you've never met before. Just say hello. Hello. Get a little closer to the microphone. Hello. Okay, this is Arden. Arden's gonna help me with the application. You know what you're doing? Nope. All right, open that up for me. I'll get the transmitter. So I'm going to put it, what do you think? Should I put it on my dominant arm or my the arm I don't use as much? It's up to you. You have no opinion about this whatsoever? Nope. All right, I'm going to put it on my left arm. Okay. So I want to put it, oh, let me take these headphones off. I want to put it, like, what do you think? Do you want it to go, like, this way or this way? What do you think? <laughs> it's up to you. I don't have Everything's it. up to me. Um, and I think it should be back here more. So, like this? Do you want it going this way? And have it go the other way. This way? Yeah. Like, where will that be when I'm standing? Here. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Do I just take this off? Yeah, take off the sticky. Oh, wait, we should follow the directions. 
Um, we do this all the time. Yeah, I know, but this is like a different, it might be a little different. It says, when prompted, enter your sensor code. All right. I guess we can stick it on now, right? Okay. All right, put it on. Oh, you're on the microphone. Sorry. Go ahead. Where, oh, I forget where, where you, you want You put it. You figure it out. What? Just figure it out. There? Okay. Push it down real good. Okay. Now you're going to do the... Take this thing Yeah, pull off the tab. Are you going to do the slight pull-away method with the pinch? No idea what that means. All right. All right well, so pinch it. Like give it a little okay, pinch underneath. Okay, And then kind of pull slightly away from the direction it's going to go in. Actually, I want to touch this. this hand. Okay. Can you turn this way? Yeah. Okay, what am I doing? How does I push it? Yeah, before you push it, hold it there. Alright. I'm ready. This feels wrong. It's okay, just do it. Oh, I didn't even feel it. It's done? Yeah. Nice. Okay, push down on the uh, stuff for me. Oh. Okay, uh, click in the transmitter. So put the shower cover on. How's it look? Good. All right. I'll do better than you did it. What you did it better than me? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Say hi to everybody. Just say hello. Hello. Arden's here. She's helping me put on the G6 transmitter. So we just put it on, and I'm going to set it up as an app on my phone as you do, and then I'm gonna make it available for you to see online. So it's on, hit next. So I have to take a picture of the transmitter box. It says, done. Enter the code from the sensor. It wants to pair already with it. Take a picture of the sensor code, done. Next, sensor has been in, and start sensor. So I'm in the warm-up. Thank you. Arden? Yeah? Come here. Come a little closer to the microphone. Okay. Tell everybody what you're going to do next year. Uh, no. Say it. No. Say it. No. Arden's going to be on the podcast, oh aren't you? God. Say it. Say Please it. Please get off Say of it. Me. Say it. Please get off. Oh. You are, though, right? Yep. Yeah. Look how excited she is about it. Tell people exactly how excited you are to be on the podcast. Bare minimum. Bare minimum excited. That's not bad, right? Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and here comes Kevin Sayer with some news about Dexcom. And then I'll give you details at the end about how to follow my blood sugar. And how to see video and images of the brand new Dexcom G7 coming in 2021. I can't unmute you. That's because I'm not used to someone else starting a Zoom call. I'm used to being the one in charge. <laughs> That's okay. No, this is perfect. I just, I have mine set up to come up uh, unmuted. Let me just check you on the recording. I usually start on mute as well. Yeah, let's see. All right, you're good. Well, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. I, um... <laughs> I see Christmas boxes in the back. You're at least attempting to celebrate. Yes. Uh, old St. Amazon comes every day here, it seems like. <laughs> it just, yeah. I know how that goes. Yeah. That's awesome. Not exactly the most fun way to uh, 
holiday shop for people, but it's uh No, especially when they see it dropped off and go, What did you get me? <laughs> Someone checks their the um the box like, Oh, this isn't for me, and I think the unspoken end of that sentence is and I know what I'm getting for Christmas. So uh I guess we're doing our best. Not the worst thing. I know. We all we're all just doing our best. Yeah. I mean maybe right, maybe the vaccines will start to uh to get in use and this time next year, this maybe will be a little bit of a memory. This time next year, I think we, we could I think we could expect to be in a good place this time next year. Yeah. I know my wife is downstairs uh killing herself working on one of the vaccines. So if if everybody's Oh, working, is she? Yeah, I think Who does ever, she work with? Uh she works for Jansen. Oh, okay. So she's working on yeah, the Yeah, and I've read very good things about about that vaccine. Everybody's got their fingers crossed, that's for sure. I, if everyone's working half as hard as she is, we should be okay. So I know awesome. she's down there all day and night. So I have to say, the last time we talked, I teased that I asked if anybody had any questions, and I sort of didn't get any. And I did it two hours ago, and I am up to three hundred and five questions. So I I might have jinxed myself. <laughs> I think we got. I, I don't think we have time for three hundred five. So <laughs> a lot of them seem more Jake related. So I might have to. Maybe I'll hassle Jake to come on in the uh, in the new year. Well, try me, and then if I can't do it, I, I'll do it in general terms. And you still ought to have Jake on anyway. Cool. That sounds great. All right. Yeah, he's been great. And these there were a lot of techni- more technical stuff, like people asking for things about apps and stuff like that. But anyway, um, so you had a you you had your revenue call yesterday, and and I feels like you let some new information out into the world. And I thought I would get a piece of it here on the podcast. Sure. We had our investor day yesterday. We do, we've done two now. We did one in 2018 where we told the world that we would be at $2 billion, between two and two and a half billion dollars in revenue by 2023. And we gave them some profitability metrics as far as operating margins and such. And as we look at the end of 2020, we're not quite to $2 billion, but 1.9 and we've exceeded the operating margins we gave them back then. So we felt it was important to reset the bar and give everybody a clearer vision because obviously the growth has been faster than we had projected at that time. We didn't project growing another 40% each of the last two years combined, you know, and continuing that growth rate. And so we wanted to make sure everybody knew where we were coming from. And, and we set another five-year target to four to four and a half billion out in 2025 we talked about our three pillars of, of growth, and, and this is our base business in U.S. Type 1 Intensive Insulin Management because that's the backbone of our company. That's where we come from. Those are our roots. We always want to be uh, big in that market. Then going moving to Type 2 patients who aren't on insulin in the U.S. to start, but you know elsewhere in the world on top of that. And then finally, geographical expansion more into our our core type one business, we, we don't have near the revenue OUS as we do in the US and we need to uh, you know, become more of a global company. We have plans to do that. And, and we, we laid some of that out. We talked a bit about our future product offerings and you know, just some of the things we see. It was a good day, very well received by and large. It's excellent. Now you guys, very recently you're in, is the G6 in Australia yet? It is, right? Or no? Not quite. I think it's been, there, there's just been one other administrative snag. They're close. They'll be there very soon. Yeah. I hear from Australia a lot, uh, people in New Zealand. Saudi Arabia is a country I hear from listeners a lot looking for Dexcom. It's interesting where, where I get the emails. I from. hear the same thing. Yeah. And, and we 
we're working on distribution arrangements in Saudi Arabia that haven't yet been finalized, but I think they're very close to getting the right distribution partner. One of the things about a company like Dexcom that's somewhat lost on people, when we decide to go to Saudi Arabia, we don't have anybody there. Whereas you take the larger conglomerates, the J&J, the Abbott, the Medtronic, whoever, well, they have other businesses in Saudi Arabia or they do business there. They, they have somebody to call. They have somewhere to go. We don't. Yeah. And so we, we figured out from scratch, which has led to some great experiences and some great learnings. But it's, it, it's just something that is kind of ignored as a very complicated factor in growing a business. Yeah, you literally have to start from the ground up. You have to build Dexcom in a new country. Well, but, and so. I think five, six years, six years ago, we had three RUS employees. Mm-hmm. And now we have several hundred mm-hmm. uh, direct offices in the UK, Canada, Germany, our, our corporate headquarters, Ramia in Scotland. We have our call center in Manila. Started a manufacturing plant in Malaysia, and we're setting up another call center for our our EMEA business, our, our Europe business over in Lithuania. That's crazy. So literally, we we are fulfilling that, but we have to build it all from the ground up. We don't have anything else to rely on. Do you share how many current users you have? We did. We shared 900,000 was the number we put out yesterday. Wow. And that's active users. It's not, you know, hey, this one bought a receiver, this one bought a... It's mm-hmm. based very much on on actual data, who we sell centers to, et, et cetera. So we think it's that, that's a good number. That number was in the 600,000s last year. So obviously we've grown a lot. Wow. And that's absolute growth in active users, not just users. It's, yeah. We've really uh, done a good job expanding technology and we'll push it much harder even next year. I wonder how many people realize that companies will report like a million people downloaded our app, but only 10,000 of them ever open it. But when they talk about it, they're like, we have a million users. And Well, it's yeah. like in the old days, uh, we used to talk about, and I'm going way back to 2008 and nine when I was a board member. We, based on how many receivers we sold, that's how many patients everybody thought we had. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, that's right. how sophisticated it was. And, if those receiver sales didn't meet the quota of the analyst one quarter, everybody thought the world was ending. It's just not that way anymore. It's, but, but, you know, it, you try and develop analytics and all this stuff. You do the best you can. We have certain groups that are hard to track. I mean, for example, a, a, a tandem pumper who doesn't ever download their data to clarity and they buy their centers from a, from the pharmacy. We may never have visibility into that person. I would say. Uh, and their use cases, uh, patients who use the receiver all the time, we get visibility to them if they download a clarity into their office, doctor's office, but otherwise we don't have as much visibility that. So we have to come up with other metrics through groups like Acuvia and the pharmacies to, to track them. Makes sense. Um, I happen to be wearing, um, uh, a hello Dexcom. I just oh, put, you've got the whole, so you're doing the hello Dexcom experience. I am. I just put it on. It's not. It's not even through the warm up yet. It's it's going to be on for about another hour, um, and it got me excited right away because I don't talk about it usually. But my brother has type two diabetes, and he he should have a Dexcom. He just should. And I don't know if I've ever been able to explain it to him in a way that you know some people just don't hear it. So now I'm excited that he can just 
he can is that am I right? He can just go to his doctor and ask for it. He can try it. He can get a prescription now. Then the the tough part for your brother, if he's on insulin or multiple daily injections or a pump, then he should qualify with most payers. Certainly with 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 Medicare and a lot of the Medicaid programs. But yeah, he can get a prescription. He can try it and he can learn and. We just, you know, patients have asked for that forever. We had to restructure our business to do that. We were, there were certain federal laws that prohibited us from a sampling program. Mm -hmm. We've gotten out of the business activities that prevent us from doing that. So we, we can, we just think the sampling program is very important to give people an idea of what they're going to experience. And, and, and Scott, you know, this, if you go back in time, particularly two, three years ago, where we had very little pharmacy coverage and didn't have the commercial reach we have now going through the paperwork to get a Dexcom and then paying that copay up front just to try it was something a lot of people really struggled with doing. Yeah. Well, now we can give you an experience. Okay. Wear this. Right. We're confident you'll like it. We're confident you'll learn about your body. You'll learn about what you eat. You'll learn about your workouts. You'll learn good things. And, and we, we think it's going to be a great tool for clinicians and for patients. Well, I'm going to use it. So the reason I asked for it was I've actually um, I've got it set up on my website. So when this goes live, anybody's going to be able to watch my blood sugar while I'm wearing this sensor. OK. And, and so <laughs> so I want to sh- tell you what not to eat. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to I want to show people who are using insulin how a pancreas works so that they don't freak out when they see a a little bit of a rise sometimes and comes back down. You know, I think too many people are shooting for a an absolutely stable line at 85 that never moves and it makes them crazy sometimes. So I thought, let them see what it really looks like if you don't have diabetes. And maybe that'll make them feel a little more comfortable. So it's interesting you say that because I showed my line to a leading endocrinologist and you know, I wear these a lot. Yeah. And his response to me was your line's too flat. Either you're not eating anything or you produce too much insulin and that's not healthy either. Wow. And, and, and physique wise, carrying too much weight in the middle, which I do, anybody knows we can see that that's a sign of, of over insulin production. So I, I, I watch that pretty closely. It's okay to have a spike. You're right. Mm-hmm. It is okay to have a spike. Now the spikes that you create that are bad. I mean, I can give you a list of my top 10 worst foods pretty easily. Uh, the worst by far is chocolate covered raisins uh, because you combine the rapid acting sugar in the chocolate, the rapid acting sugar in the raisins, and then you get another shot from the fat from the chocolate later. I can send myself into a glucose coma with that. And I learned that I was in an investor conference back in the G4 days wearing a sensor and my glucose hadn't moved at all. I was in the airport and I got myself a cup of chocolate covered raisins and ate it. And that's probably one of the two or three times I've approached the 200 mark yeah. ever. Uh, and it, it, it wasn't a good thing, but that's, that's probably mine. And raisins are held that raisins, all those foods are fine for you. It's just moderation in them and understanding what to do. So yeah, well, people are going to have fun watching. I'm going to let everybody well, actually, after they watch, now that I figured out how to act, allow the, the data to be accessed, I'm actually going to let listeners who feel like they're really great at bolusing for certain foods, let them go live, eat a meal and show people how they do it so that people can learn from each other about how they bolus. So I'm, I'm kind of what excited. A great, what a great yeah. service to the community. Yeah, I think that's going to be something. Hey, are there any foods that you have learned that you just don't eat anymore? 
Or do you, is it I, more about my I don't drink orange juice anymore. Uh, and it, it wasn't great stomach wise for any, but I loved it. But that gives me a huge spike. Uh, me personally, I think I've learned some things that aren't as bad. Pasta and white sauce is bad. I will occasionally have it because I, I like it so much, but mm. boy, I think twice, uh, about it. Yeah. Some foods, not as bad as I thought. Like, uh, for me, a piece of chocolate cake is much worse than a bowl of ice cream. Mm-hmm as far as a glucose spike for me and I would prefer the chocolate cake, but so you, you start looking at things and I, obviously I'm not so physically fit that I've eliminated everything bad from, from my diet, but, and you think twice about uh, quite honestly about, about bread, you know, right. do I really need that rice? Chi- rice is, uh, and, and, and those sweet sauces with Chinese food are mm-hmm. a killer. Yeah, no so if I, you know, there's a, when I'm in the office, there's a barbecue place downstairs, uh, a fresh grill place. I get the veggies and the steak without the rice and my glucose doesn't move. Add the rice up. So, I, But you learn things like that. And sauces, because I love a teriyaki sauce or something like that, it, it makes everything significantly worse. My other biggest learning is just exercise. If I get a good workout in in the morning, I have a glucose spike with the workout. But the entire rest of the day is 10 to 20% better for me. Wow. Well, no matter what I eat. Because that. just getting your body to get things moving, I, I think does me a tremendous amount of good. It helps your insulin be more effective. Yeah. Um, I, I got a bunch of questions, and I think this is something you guys must have spoken about yesterday. But I got a lot of questions about app updates or follow. And um, are those apps being updated? Well, I can walk through it. Yeah. Uh, G7 will obviously have a brand new, we, we said this yesterday, we'll have a brand new app, a uh, completely different experience than what we have with G6. And our goal here is, again, to create something more engaging. We certainly are going to get rid of our, our the the arrow and the, you know, the up and down thing. Or we think our glass is kind of a trademark for us and, and graphs. But adding some of the retrospective data from Clarity into the app to give you a, a direct time and range computation, for example, and things like that at right in the app rather than going to another one we think will be very helpful to patients. So we've got a new app coming for G7. We announced that we are going to launch a couple of other products with different user experiences. We didn't get into the details, but those are coming. We are working on on a follow-up grade. Uh, that's one you'd have to talk to Jake more about because, you know, follow is not a product that we charge for. Right. It comes with the system, but we you know, ever since the outage uh, that we were talking about a year ago at this time, and I still wake up in a cold sweat with nightmares about for the patients, not for me. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I, we have done nothing but work on that platform to make it more robust, and we continue to invest in it because I think ultimately this data is going to be critical to our future success. So we, we are making big investments there. You'll see a new follow app, okay? But I can't really give you a time. Huh? frame on that i know they've been working on it for quite some time yeah android's in that working too android is working out uh, for follow i th- i'm sure they'll do both we, we do have a uh an upgrade to the android app coming uh and we couldn't override the mute button with android and uh, we've had discussions with fda about trying to get to the same place we got to with ios on the mute button we we're right. working towards that. Um, 
We did announce there is a new, there's an improvement to the algorithm uh, that just got approved. It will not be out immediately, but be out soon. We have to, since we embed our firmware on the transmitter, we have to go through the transmitters we have in inventory now. That, what that algorithm does really, those sensor failures where at day eight it shuts off, mm-hmm. we eliminate a lot of those. With this upgrade. And, and so with the, with the new uh, algorithm, the team has worked very hard to make the product better. And, and it, you know, we want to deliver the experience we promise. And, and and that's why we've, we've been a bit, you know, people asked a bunch of questions last earnings call. Why are you doing G7, you know, for 10 days to start? And the answer is very simple. We want to deliver 10 days like we promised. It's taken us a while to get G6 to the 10-day delivery point that it is now, but it's at a very good place. These can be better with the, that algorithm. We can do the same thing with G7. The accuracy of the product 15 days is not the problem. Uh, it performs very well. We showed it display uh, a chart in the presentation showing how well it worked. It's just adhesive. We got to make sure we have the right adhesive that they don't fall off. And number two, to meet ICGM standards, and as we as we do this, we do turn the sensors off, and if it appears they're they're not going the way they should be, in anticipation of that, rather than give a patient bad data, right. we don't want to be turning a bunch of sensors off at twelve or thirteen days. And, and, and our reliability data, uh, you know, right now at the 15-day we showed in the chart was around 71%. That's not good enough for us. Right. We need that number to be higher. We don't want to say, hey, you get a 15-day sensor, but you get to call us at 12 days every time and get a new one. Now think of the business model. What, what are we accomplishing with that? So we'll get there, right. uh, but it's just a, it, it's a question of time. But those are the things we talked about on the technology side. We showed more pictures of G7, how easy it is to use, how easy it is to put on. Uh, we showed some reel about the automated factory. Uh, everything is automated, all the steps to it. So we think we can scale very quickly as we get real estate, replicate one manufacturing line from the next and, and get going. We've got the first few in and we'll have several of them up and running before the end of the year. So all good on that future technology side. So you think not holding you to anything, but this time next year, you and I will be talking about G7s on the way-ish. I, I, in what we've said, and, and I'll go back into our statements, we said we'd launch it in 2021. Okay. It's now going to be a function of how quickly we can execute our clinical studies, uh, prepare a submission and get it filed, all at the same time while scaling up. Uh, we will launch it in 2021, and we've said geographies, which means certainly there's some international element to this. Uh, we finished a study that we just filed on clinicaltrials.gov for up to 150 patients. We finished that uh, end of November. We're analyzing that data. We have more studies that start uh, that'll be included in submissions in January. Mm-hmm. And we'll update people more as we go. Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on how we how well we execute. We're confident in the product's performance. These ICGM standards the FDA has set, while there's part of me that will sit and bitch about how hard they are to meet, I'm going to tell you something. If a product can meet those standards, what the FDA did is they said, you got to be good. If you're going to do this, you have to be really good. And, and, and that's what makes it tough. Uh, we have to make sure we're really good. And you've got to get low glucose in the study, high glucose points across the board. I mean, they really addressed all the problems that happened with CGMs when they hit those standards. And to fit in those buckets, you got to be pretty well. Okay. And we want to fit in those buckets to whereby... We did announce our warm-up will be an hour or less. 
uh, that a lot of that will depend on what we see in the clinical study. Faster warm-up is good for us, but when we're done with warm-up, we want to be done. That you can rely on the data immediately, not wait for 12 hours before you can make an insulin decision like others have done or have to calibrate it four or five times. We're not going there. We know what our patients want and we need to deliver it. Then those are the decisions that we're making. And that one hour warm up that'll be for G7. It's not. Yeah, I said I said yeah. one hour or less. I haven't given you the the. We have places. We have a. We have a. We have. I have my aspirations. The team has their aspiration, and then we have the hour on the upper bound. So we'll see where we land. Kevin's aspiration is always turn it on and go, and they aren't to my aspiration yet. So we'll see. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, ironically, I don't know. It's really interesting to study sensor data and learn about that. Uh, it does take them a while to warm up, but that's very much a function of individual physiology as well. Mm-hmm. There are some people you can put these in and they go immediately. There are some people you put them in and it takes a while. I'm starting to learn that with Arden, it it's, um, depends on some of her hormones, actually. I get a different reaction certain times of the month. Wow, I, yeah. wow I did not know that either. So. See, I, and I've had it, but I've had other parents tell me that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I got a question about COVID assistance. You guys offered it. Is there any chance it's going to be extended? We'll continue to offer COVID assistance to Dexcom patients who lose their insurance. And that program is relatively robust as far as as patients. It's, uh, you know, for our patients, uh, there's a process they go through. We do have an outside party administer, administer it. But yeah, we will continue with that program and we'll analyze it and look at it and, and see if there's other things we should do as well. Okay. Uh, I, I can't commit to anything, but I, I have asked the team to look at some other uh, things we could do. But if you're on Dexcom, lost your insurance and come to us, we absolutely can get you in that program. Okay. A couple other quick ones. A lot of people just wanted me to convey that they love Dexcom. That happens all the time and how great it is. Um, but a, a almost equal number of people asked me to ask you if you could um, make some green considerations about packaging. It was it. They just they like to see less cardboard and stuff like that. So I thought I would tell so you. So G seven is maybe half the size of, of G six as far as the insertion device. Mm-hmm. The box is much much smaller. Uh, with respect to the cardboard and the packaging, it's interesting. We've had long running discussions with the FDA about how much we have to publish and put in a box. Mm-hmm. On the green factor, couldn't we do this all electronically? But it's a medical device. FDA relies on labeling, and they believe patients read all the labeling and may not go to online to read them all. I think you'll see a lot of that stuff change. We are looking at green options for the future uh, of other changes we could make. Uh, less plas- less plastic, obviously, 15 days versus 10 is less plastic. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, 15 days, if it doesn't work 15 days, they end up being more plastic. So we're, we're, we consider all that. I, I, I agree with everybody on that one. I, I think we need, and we, we are better. We will be better. Ironically, as big as the G6 applicator looks, it really was no more plastic than, than the G5 one was. I realized while I was looking at people's questions today that I'm steeped in this 24 hours a day for years. So when they ask questions, I'm like, we've answered that question before, but I realized they're new to it and they don't, they don't see it. You know, you know what? Everybody's a different place and I'm happy to address those. I appreciate it. Somebody asked me to ask, um, you know how you, you guys are free with your data for like third-party apps. Is there any changes coming to that or is that going to stay the way oh, it is? That'll stay the way it is. Okay. Um, so apparently there was a rumor floating around that that was going to change and 
uh, it got to a person who third party apps. No, the, 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 the question becomes, or where this becomes difficult over time is those who, who use the data in their own AID systems and things like, you know, you know, patients use our data and our things for a number of varieties right. of activities. Does this become a, an activity that Dexcom cuts off for everybody else? And we monitor it closely. We watch, uh, We've had discussions with the FDA. We've we've you know we we've been tried to be helpful with the patient community. There may there may come a day when we can't. Mm. I would love the opportunity or the ability to be able to figure out a way to do this in a structured manner. But so far, it's been tough. But now we're not we're not shutting off third party apps at all. If anything, I want I want more of them. And 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 maybe someday you know again you asked me like to the future. Maybe there's a day where we say, you know, but your app doesn't do anything for us. It's okay not to go there. I don't, I haven't seen that yet, mm-hmm. but, but we'll see. Uh, there might be some, but right now we've been pretty open yeah. uh, with that. When you, when you do upgrade to another sensor, when G7 comes out, is all the other, the pumps that now are incorporating G7 in their algorithms, like Omnipod Horizon or Control IQ, that's all taken care of. Before. So here's how this this will work. Yeah. Um, G, they're all up, they're all with G6 right now. Right. With G7 having an ICGM label, they will integrate with G7. But we have changed the electronics and the interface of G7 from G6. For example, we've added heightened cybersecurity to the G7 chip because it's available now, mm-hmm. and that's a very big concern of everybody out there. And so they will have to do some more work to integrate it. They won't have to run a study. But we'll work with our partners. In fact, we're working with them now, giving them access to G7 saying, here, let's start building this today. So there will be some lag. I hope it's not more than six months, but put a, look at a six month window because they will have to file and just say, hey, we're working with this and get approval. No additional clinical studies if we're at ICGM. And I think that's where the FDA has been very helpful. And we've tried to be cognizant. I mean, and I, I go back in time the way our transmitter works with the phone, it sends you the number. It doesn't send you just a bunch of electronic goobity goop that you figure out. It's a glucose value. This is very easy to integrate. And we, we built it for that. Integration was one of the primary considerations we had when we went from the G4 to the G5 platform. So it, 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 it we're tried and true at this. We know how to do it. We've worked with several partners now. We don't have all the offerings that we'd like to have, but we're going to. And I, I think, uh, and there's other ways to do it as well. Uh, app to app can work, uh, which is one way that people are doing it. I like it best when the data is embedded together, but over time you'll see a number of different options here. Yeah. I think the the fear gets in people and I don't even know why, because I, Arden has, you know, we have an integrated system that Arden's using and it's terrific with G6. I hope it'll be even better with G7. But if you if you dropped G7 today and said, here it is, and I had to wait six months for it, it wouldn't. It's okay. Yeah, I don't think much would change for us, to be perfectly honest. No. But that's the fear. And, and no, it, it really doesn't. And it's in the past, it was a big deal because, again, that hardware, those receivers and those transmitters, people spent so much money on them. Mm-hmm. When you dropped a new sensor and they didn't want to give it up. And I'll be honest with you, we still have some... We shut G5 down earlier this year. We still have some G5 patients who send us letters saying, how could you possibly 
Take this from and me. G5. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, uh, but G6 is going to be around for a while uh, to support the integrations. And, and uh, geographically, we, we, while we want to have a lot of capacity, I don't think we can flip the entire switch. And we have capacity to build tens of millions of G6s. There's no need to. We'll make it available right. for, for some period of time. But what the beauty of G7 is you don't have to buy another transmitter You'll be able to switch over the day it's compatible because the transmitter's built in. Go pick up a couple sensors and go. That opens you up to the question um, that you answer all the time. But I, just for people who are listening new, uh, direct to watch Apple Watch connectivity. That's going to wait till G seven, right? That's not it is, and the electronics configuration in G seven is just much better suited for this. Uh, it's better suited to communicate with multiple devices. You know, if you think about about the devices that you have that have Bluetooth. How many of them talk to four or five things at the same time? Yeah. Not a lot. Well, that's what people want us to do. Mm-hmm. And we've engineered it to talk to multiple multiple devices at the same time, but that's hard. You know, your earphones talk to one, your phone talks in your car, but you might lose something else. I mean, Bluetooth is evolving and becoming more sophisticated, but it's just it's something that we're very cognizant of. I think more cognizant than anybody else in the marketplace. Well, I have to say that people's misunderstanding about how the technology works was never more evident than today when somebody, and I won't use their name, obviously, I don't want to embarrass them, asked if you could add a Bluetooth extender to it. And I was like, how would that even work? Would you bolt it? Like, would I wear it on my shoulder? Would it be a little antenna off my ear? And it's just somebody who just desperately wants the Bluetooth range to be longer, you know? Well, Um, and hopefully we'll have great range with, with G7. But I... I do have my next call, Scott. It's always a pleasure. And yeah, talk to Jake about all the technical things. Have him back on the show. I will. He'll be great. All right, Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Hey, it's great. Take care. Have a great holiday. You too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye. A huge thanks to Kevin and Dexcom for coming back on the show. Thanks also to Omnipod for being a sponsor. You can find out more about the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump and even get yourself a free no-obligation demo pod sent right to you by going to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Learn more about the Dexcom G6 and get started at dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. And of course, Touched by Type 1 can be found at Facebook, Instagram, and at touchedbytype1.org. If you're interested in watching my blood sugar and it's between December 10th and December 20th, 2020, head over to juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash CGM live. And if it's not in between those dates, check it out anyway. You might catch someone else sharing their blood sugars. At the very least, there'll be an announcement of when the next blood sugar is going to be live. Juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash CGM live. And if you'd like to see video and pictures of the Dexcom G7, the video is really cool. Go to juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash Dexcom G7, D E X C O M G, and the number seven. Juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash Dexcom G7 to see those pictures and video. Grab them up, take them for yourself, make them into a wallpaper that you can stare at until the Dexcom G7 comes out. Thanks so much for listening to the Juicebox Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please tell a friend, show them how to subscribe. And if you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening online, you know, there are podcast apps everywhere. They're very free. It's easy to get this show. There are links 
all over juiceboxpodcast.com to get yourself a podcast player that is free and compatible with your phone. And if you're here just for Kevin, there's a lot going on in this show. As a matter of fact, if you have type 1 diabetes, I implore you to check out my diabetes pro tip series that begin at episode 210, Diabetes Pro Tip, newly diagnosed, we're starting over. I think it would add a ton of clarity to your life. And if this is your first time listening to a podcast, you can also find those episodes at diabetesprotip.com. Thank you very much for listening, for subscribing, for sharing. I'll be back very soon with the next episode of the Juicebox Podcast. Actually, somebody from NASA is going to be here next time. What do you think of that? <laughs>